embark on a show about four people who find themselves thrust into the backstories of pop culture history. Join Christopher DeVos, J.L. Trost, Laura DeVos, and Sabrina Pierre as they poorly impersonate celebrities, drink a lot of beer, and answer very hard trivia questions. You are now listening to... Podcast 42. Road trip! Oh, I love road trips! Yeah, it definitely brings back childhood memories. Dad is driving the car, ignoring me every time I need a bathroom break. And Mom is sitting in the passenger seat, drinking. Uh, JL, I'm, I'm not your father. I know. You aren't driving. What are you saying back there? Don't make me turn this car around. Flashbacks. So accurate? What do you mean accurate? I'm not drinking. What's in your hand? A mom and pop store sparkling water. Apparently Bob's So Good or Bubbles water is very popular in North Florida. It's also in Taiwan. How do you know that? You're not the only one to know things, Jail. Uh, Laura, I think you turn here. No, I know a shortcut. Maybe we should be safe and ask a gas station attendant. <laughs> what is this? 1955? Who asks gas station attendants? Google map it if you don't trust me. I can't get my phone to turn on. See, I told you this was just like my childhood road trips. JL, stop picking on Chris. Sabrina, stop pointing out that JL was right. And Chris, stop giving the material to pick on you with. You're turning into Jerry from Rick and Morty. I can't wait until we get there. Nothing like eating fresh oranges and watching alligators in Gainesville. Gainesville, the heart of Florida. Gainesville is not the heart of Florida. And this trip has nothing to do with oranges or alligators. I would have not gotten into this car for three hours, mind you, with and with all of you, if it didn't involve oranges and alligators. A three-hour tour. No, no singing bad TV theme songs in the car. By the way, Oranges and Alligators is the name of my rock and roll band. JL, where exactly are we going again? We're going to the Tom Petty Museum. Remember? For research for our upcoming show on him. It's an interactive museum that has a tour narrated by holograms of Tom Petty and the band. Really? I don't know about that. Remember the last time we did an interactive tour? Oh, I remember. We learned about the history at Netflix and got pulled into a computer. Kind of like in Tron. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. We all got lifetime subscriptions to Netflix out of it and free movies from the lone blockbuster video store that's left. What good is that going to do? We don't even own a VHS player anymore. Plus, isn't that store in Utah? And I don't want to get sucked into another computer. I own a VHS player. It uh, says here that the holograms walk the museum with you. They're like the holograms the big-time bands are touring with. Like holographic Dio. Or holographic Tupac. Or holographic Fred Durst. Fred Durst isn't dead. No, just his career. Burn! Fine, but if anything goes wrong, I'm never doing another show. Deal. Are we going to get drinks before the tour? Don't forget, I demand oranges and the alligators. 
It's part of my rider. We aren't big enough to have a rider. JL, I'm sure they have drinks there. And Sabrina, let's see if we have time after the tour. Fine, but I really want to feed an alligator oranges. We're here. I have to say that since this is audio, and it's the only way you know we got to the museum. It looks small. That's what she said. Too easy. Besides, the sooner we do this tour, the sooner we can get drinks. Well, when you say it that way, let's get this tour over with. Don't worry. I got the tickets this time. Didn't you just think we were going to an alligator farm? Yeah. That's why I got tickets on Groupon for the museum, and it came with admission to see the gators. Thank you, Sabrina. Finally, someone got the right tickets. Um, Sabrina, these tickets are for the museum and a University of Florida football game. It said gators. See? Right here. G-A-T-O-R-S. Alligators! Right. It also says capital U, small O, capital F, University of Florida, the Gators. Great. Now I've got to go back to school, just like Dangerfield. I don't think the tickets cover that. (sighs) Well then, I guess we'll have to go watch some foosball. Maybe. Tour first, foosball later. Hello, welcome to the Heartbreak Hotel. Wasn't that an Elvis song? It is. Elvis was Tom Petty's biggest influence, so he wanted his museum to have a little Elvis flair to it and named it after the song. Makes sense. This museum is dedicated to and about the greatest rock and roll band to come out of Gainesville, Florida. Sister Hazel? No. Well, it is hard to say. Don't you start doing that song thing, too. Yeah, that's my bit. Besides, words can't say and I can't do enough to prove it's all for you. Aww. And back to who this is really about, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. One of my favorite bands. They're all right. Just all right. All right. Listen, Missy, on this tour, you'll be guided by Tom Petty himself, plus a wide variety of guest stars along the way. The tour will take approximately three hours. A three-hour tour. I wanted to say it this time. Gotta be fast. Listen up. We're getting instructions and the premise overview. Sorry. Please continue. No worries happens every time now let me introduce you to the guide he is rock and roll hall of famer and he's ready to take you on a tour that you'll never forget it's the man the myth the legend it's tom petty thank you for the introduction hello i'm tom petty and i'm here to tell you about me and my band the heartbreakers wow he looks like he is right here this is the most realistic hologram that i've ever seen by the way I'm going to put my hand through them. Thank you, and please don't. I always try to give the audience what they're looking for, which is the best experience ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So does this tour pass any food and drink carts or anything? Yes, there's one right over there. It is just before our starting point on the tour. Yeah, that's great. I'll meet everyone over there. I'm going to get us something to drink. JL Beer Cooler, it's cooler than you think. JL Beer Cooler, it's cool enough to drink. It's cool enough to drink, yeah. When is, I mean, what is this? <laughs> well, holographic Tom Petty, they can't really drink the beer. <laughs> it's from my favorite brewery. It's from Cigar City Brewing. It's their Paloma Goza. 
smells kind of grapefruity. It's refreshingly tart. It told me so on the can. It does. That's what it says. It is. It's uh, kind of Jolly Ranchery. Johnny Ranch, Jolly Ranchery. I knew how much Laura liked grapefruit, so I got it for her. Is this supposed to be grapefruit? It mm. smells like it. It's an ale brewed with grapefruit, lime, and salt. It's sh- a grapefruit margarita! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm liking this first couple sips. It's not bad, but I'm I'm already guessing this is a beer that you're going to like over the more that you drink it. Yes. I think so. I think so. I like it so far. It's Have living you had up it? to its label. No. Like I said, I saw it. They were the last four, so I thought they should be good. They were selling out. <laughs> <laughs> or they were cheap. So stay tuned to the end of the show when we rate the beer based on a six-pack, one through six. One being the worst, six being the best. This makes sense to everybody in the world except for one lone Canadian in Kissimmee. All right. Now that everyone has a beverage, let's begin the tour. This is going to be so good. I was born October 20th, 1950, right here in Gainesville, Florida. At least the site of the museum makes sense. Could you imagine having it in Seattle? What? Next to the Nirvana Museum? Or in Chicago. Across the street from the Fall Out Boy Museum? Ooh, I like this game. Or if it had been in Australia. The Kindly Minogue Museum is there, yet your tour is right here, where you are right now. Sorry, we laugh easily when I do voices. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we also get distracted easily. (laughs) That's fine, as long as it doesn't disrupt the tour. Oh, it will. It will. Moving on. My love for rock and roll began when I was 10 years old. I met Elvis Presley while he was filming the movie Follow That Dream. My uncle was working on the set of the film, and I went to watch them shoot some of the movie. Wow. To be impacted that young and meet your hero is amazing. I wish I could meet my hero. Who really was. Who is your hero, Sabrina? I have two. Julie Andrews and Lucille Ball. Good choices. Saw that coming. My hero is Alan Alda. Chris, I don't think our hollow guide wants to hear who our favorite heroes are. Oh, I don't mind. It helps me learn a little about who I'm with. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, my hero is Tim Curry. See? It's good to open with our feelings. My hero is Steven Spielberg. I didn't see that coming. Judging by the scripts he write, I figured Quentin Tarantino was going to be your hero. Nah, his scripts still have more depth than mine. Kiss is my favorite band, and apparently I write deep scripts like they write meaningful lyrics. Meaningful lyrics or not, Kiss is still one of the greatest rock bands ever. You know it! Kiss Army! I'm in the Kiss Army, too! I'm starting to like you more than I did already, Bob Dylan, Tom Petty, Hologram. (laughs) (laughs) Is uh, JL bonding with a hologram? Shh! It's sweet! Let's watch from afar. Maybe they will make little hologram babies. I guess we are being distracting. We will talk more later. I'll give you my email. Cool. I can't talk like I sing. My next realization about wanting to become a rock star after I watched the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan Show. It looked like so much fun performing on stage and writing music for people to enjoy. I knew that was what I was born to do. And the Beatles inspire another person to become a musician. And just like my namesake, I'm inspiring others to follow their dreams. Yeah, how are you doing that? 
the number of podcasts has almost tripled since we started Podcast 42. Yeah, can't argue there. He's right. That's all because of us? No. No, it's because I'm John Lennon. Wait, he's John Lennon? No, he's named after John Lennon. So he's just named after John Lennon and isn't really John Lennon? I am John Lennon, just not the one from the Beatles. I see. Well, I dropped out of high school and joined my first band, the Epics. When I was 17, I played the bass guitar. I later learned how to play guitar from Don Felder, who would go on to join the Eagles. He was also living in Gainesville at the time. Tom was a good kid who wanted to play guitar. I needed the money, as I was saving up to buy a dirt bike. All my friends had dirt bikes. I just had dirt. No sense in having dirt without a bike. So I taught him how to play. Deep. It's like they have some sort of father-son on a dirt bike type of connection. How do you get that? Like, he clearly just wanted a dirt bike. Listen, I'm a good judge of character. It actually was a better relationship than I had with my father. My father was abusive, both verbally and physically. And he didn't understand why I wanted to make a career out of making music. Sounds rough. He was. I eventually joined the band Mudcrutch. I decided to move away from Gainesville and start a new life in Los Angeles. Classic rock and roll rite of passage. They always go to L.A. to make it, yet most just fail and go back to where they came from. Professionally, we failed. But for me personally, I succeeded. I married my girlfriend, Jane Benio, before I left Florida. We had our first daughter, Adria, while we were dating. And then later, we had another little girl after we moved to California. Well, at least your love life was working for you. Oh, just wait. The band was picked up by Shelter Records. That was before we went to California. Our first single went nowhere fast. It was time for a change. No, I've never heard that song. It was time for a change. No, no, no. The song wasn't called It Was Time for a Change. We needed a change. So the song was called We Needed a Change. Still haven't heard of it. Tom, please don't fall into that trap. Oh, I do love that song. Don't fall into that trap. You sang that one? Sure. So, anyway, the band broke up. I was offered a contract to continue making music for Shelter Records as a solo artist. Excellent. Things seem to be moving in the right direction for you. Especially with that song. They were. Even with that song, I never sang. But I didn't want to be a solo artist. I wanted to be in a band. The only way I could get a contract was by going solo. So, I reluctantly took the deal and started writing songs for my first record. Hold on, let me get another drink. Also, when are you going to form the Heartbreakers? Yeah, I don't remember seeing just your name on albums. I mean, until Full Moon Fever was released a billion years after this. Well, I was just getting there. I was quickly realizing that I needed a band to play behind me. I got in touch with some of my old Mud Crunch bandmates to see if they wanted to come and join me. Hello, I'm Mike Campbell. Nice to meet you, Hologram Mike. I was playing guitar with Ben Montench in his band... When Tom came calling. Isn't that right, Benmont? Yeah. What had happened is I started a band after Mudcrutch broke up, but we weren't really going anywhere. So I talked to the other guys in the band to see if they wanted to join Tom. After a quick band meeting with the other members, Ron Blair on bass guitar and Stan Lynch on drums, they also agreed to come aboard. 
This is how we got our first lineup of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. That was intense. So many back and forths, ups and downs, this way and that ways. For a moment there, I didn't think they were going to get together. Are you serious? Yeah. It was a big decision and they could have said no or worse. Let me get back to you. And they never get back to you. I've never gotten back to before. We are in the museum dedicated to Tom Petty. Most of the accomplishments came with the Heartbreakers. So I think it was safe to say that they were going to join his band. Well, when you put it that way, I guess it wasn't the roller coaster I thought it was. Shelter Records decided to redo my contract after I got the rest of the guys to join. It allowed us to start working on our first record together. We wanted to do something that was pure rock and roll. You know, something like that Elvis, the Beatles, or the Birds would put out. We released our self-titled debut album in November 1976, and it didn't do really well. At least not when it was first released. It wasn't until we did our first tour of England that we started to finally get some traction. Our success in England prompted Shelter Records to release our first single again to see if it would do any better. The song Breakdown would hit the charts this time and peak at 40. It wouldn't be the last time either that we had to release a song again to have it do better on the charts. We released American Girl years later and it also go peak at 40 on the charts. Oh, I get it. It's like when we do a show over and it does better than it did the first time we did it. We have never released a show twice. Yeah, we did. Remember Dave Grohl? Uh, Sabrina, we didn't release the show twice. We recorded it twice because the computer deleted the first copy. And it took us months to realize we never released it. Oh, I thought we released it twice. My bad. I remember it peaking at number 40 on the charts. What charts? Uh, the pie charts. I like pie. You know, after finally hitting the charts, the uh, other charts, not the pie charts... And after a successful tour of England, we felt that it was perfect time to put out a new album. In 1978, we released You're Gonna Get It, and it went to 28 on the charts. Banana cream is the best, or coconut cream, although coconut is so controversial. That was better than our first album. We had a few hit songs off it, but a battle with a record label happened on the same time. Shelter Records was bought out by MCA. We had to go to court to try and renego- renegotiate the terms of our contract. It was a hard-fought battle that almost left me broke. We ended up signing with Backstreet Records, a subsidiary of MCA, and released another record in 1979. Backstreet's back. All right. What? Ignore him. Say, you guys sure know how to keep busy. Well, it was a rocky start with MCA, so a new album was probably the best way to patch things up with the label. Besides, it had two of our most well-known songs on it, Refugee and Don't Do Me Like That, which helped cement us as the rock and roll superstars we always knew we would be. We get it. It took us seven lineup changes and six format changes for us to finally hit our stride. It was more like five lineup changes and, and three format changes. But yeah, we, we finally got our groove. Yeah, that's what you want to call it. Do you always turn the show around to about all of you? It really makes this go a lot longer than it should. Uh, usually. Uh, didn't we mention the format change twice? Also, this is why I drink the whole show. I've been through it all. I would drink too. 
After the success of our third album, we used our newfound fame to get MCA to raise the price of our next album. We told them to raise the price of each album from $8.98 to $9.98, or we would just name the album $8.98. The label relented and we named the album Hard Promises. It was released in 1981. It went to number five on the charts and gave us our first number one song. Standing on top of the world. That was Van Halen, and not even good Van Halen with David Lee Roth. I like Van Hagar. They had some good songs. True, but Diamond Dave was the better frontman. Yeah, I'll give you that. I like the Gary Sharon era. <gasps> Ouch! Heart hurts! <laughs> I don't really. I just like giving jail a fake heart attack. Need more beer. Guys, can you save this bit for the Van Halen episode? Fine. Fine. I got dibs on doing a David Lee Roth impression. I want to be Gary Sharon. <gasps> Ouch, hurt! <laughs> I guess we're going to do this bit now. Or you can focus on the tour you're on now. So everything looked like it was going great. But in reality, we were having a few issues in the band. On top of that, I was also dealing with troubles at home with my wife. We released another album and had to say goodbye to Ron Blair who quit the group after we completed the album. And another one bites the dust, and another one gone, and another one gone. That's inappropriate. Yeah, and even I know that's a Queen song. Do you even know any songs by Tom Petty? Yeah. Do you even know any of my songs? Yeah, if I don't, well, I guess I can't come around here no more. Not good enough. Okay, well, let me prove it this way, because it is... Pop quiz time! Time to get out your pens and your papers, your Senate erasers, your barky barky dogs, because this pop quiz is called, what is it called when someone kidnaps Tom Petty? Petty theft. Or... Oh yeah, and there's more. What does Tom Petty think is the most difficult aspect of working in a restaurant? He thinks the waiting is the hardest part. That broke my heart. Crickets, crickets, crickets. Five general knowledge facts on Mass Tom Petty. Is with Christy Voss. Can't <laughs> come up with names to give us laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> this is an order of the easiest to the hardest to test your knowledge score. One point for each correct pun. Question number one. What famous star did Tom Petty meet when he was ten years old? It was in the script. It's your gimme. Everybody gets one point at least. I could look because I know we all have the right answer. (laughs) Question number two. What is the title of Tom Petty's first solo album? Do not go back and look at the script. You got one gimme. The rest you have to use your brain power. Hint. We listened to one of the songs on the way to Publix today. Yeah, that doesn't. Give I didn't me go with thing. you to Publix. No. You wouldn't let me in the car. I would have let you in. <laughs> I didn't see. <laughs> Just because I'm short. Hint: the name of the song and the name of the album of this displayed on your. Like I look at that when I'm driving. No. Question number three: What 1997 Kevin Costner film did Petty act in? Hint: This film starred Kevin Costner. I don't know any Kevin Costner. <laughs> second hit. It was his second apocalyptic film. 
Yeah, erase bodyguard. (laughs) (laughs) She totally had bodyguard written down. (laughs) Hint, both these apocalyptic films of Kevin Costner's did not do very well at the box office. (laughs) (laughs) Dances with wolves? (laughs) Tin cup. Hint, I kind of like this movie. (laughs) Robin the Prince of Thieves? Number four, what is Tom Petty's middle name? We didn't have it in the script. No, we did not have it in the script. Hint, there's a sitcom with this middle name, his middle name in the title. In the title? Yeah. Still sticking with it. Question number five, what name did Tom Petty use as a member of the Traveling Wilburys Volume 1? What? What name did Tom Petty use as a member of the Traveling Wilburys Volume 1? You need more than just the name Wilbury. I don't understand the question. I don't either. All the Wilburys had names. What's a Wilbury? Apparently the name of the group. The Traveling? But they all had, like, Wilbury as the last name. Yes, and they all had first names that they gave themselves. The Traveling Wilburys was a fictional family. Yeah. Like the Partridge family. I can name three of the members, but I don't know. That would be wrong. Come on, get happy. Hint, when you whisper on the mics across the table, everybody can hear you. Except Laura. Because <laughs> I don't listen, ever. You know what? I think that's actually true. <laughs> Question number one. What famous star did Tom Petty meet when he was 10 years old, everybody? John Lennon. Elvis. It's Elvis. Elvis. Correct. Yeah, one. Question number two. What is the title of Tom Petty's first solo album, Laura? Heartbreaker. Sabrina. Tom Petty and not the Heartbreakers. <laughs> Jail, what's the correct answer? Full Moon Fever. Full Moon Fever. He was free falling in it. <laughs> Question number three. Yeah, that's what 1997 Kevin Costner's film did Petty act in, Sabrina? Waterworld. Close. Laura. I also put Waterworld. Close. Jail. The Postman. The Postman. I actually like that movie. I think I'm. I the don't. Only. I never even heard of that movie. I think I'm the only one. I had Tin Cup down originally. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it was also a poorly done movie. Now so. I'm not saying The Postman is a good movie. I'm just saying I like it. So you're telling me you have poor taste in movies? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do kind of have poor taste in movies. Killer Sofa. <laughs> <laughs> Velocipaster. Hey, I wanted to watch that one, and he picked Killer Sofa. No, you said Killer Sofa. No, I said Velocipaster. That's the one I wanted to watch. No, it wasn't. You wanted to watch Killer Sofa. I was in Killer Sofa. (laughs) You were in Killer Sofa. (laughs) Question number four. What is Tom Petty's middle name, Sabrina? Not so. Not so? Yeah, Tom, not so Petty. not so Petty. petty. (laughs) He thought my puns were bad. (laughs) Jail. Martin. Laura. No, when I put Frazier. <laughs> oh. Frazier. Tom yeah. Frazier Petty. Yeah. Makes sense. His middle name is Earl. What? Oh, oh, my name is Earl. Earl. Yeah. Still I was going to put Lee so he could be Tommy Lee Petty. <laughs> <laughs> I still like mine. Not so Petty. And question number five. What name did Tom Petty use as a member of the Traveling Wilburys Volume 1? Laura. Tom Wilbury. No. Jail. <laughs> Joey Ramone. No. Sabrina. Except Laura Wilbury. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> well, you said everyone, and I said except Laura, and you were like, okay. <laughs> I want to accept Laura. <laughs> no, his name was Charlie T. Wilbury Jr. There's a first Charlie T. Wilbury? I don't uh, Yeah, he didn't know. travel as much. Oh. He was the stay-at-home Wilbury. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he raised the other Wilburys. <laughs> isn't there a show on Netflix called The Wilburys? No, isn't it The Thornberries? That's The Willowberries. Oh, Willowberries. The Willoughbys. The Willoughbys. Willoughbys. I don't know. Sources for the script are thedayinmusic.com, Petty, the biography by Warren Zanes, Behind the Music featuring Skid Row, Conversations with Tom Petty by Paul Zolo. Listen, it's about Skid Row, all right? It's the youth gone wild, all right? There was a lot of wasted time done on this script. <laughs> and then we end it with a rattlesnake shake. I have a lot of Skid Row songs I can go through. <laughs> I've got 18 in life. No, he exhausted all their hits. <laughs> I think I did, actually. <laughs> well, you do know a little about me. Not everything, but a little. Let me fill you in on some more. After Ron's exit, we filled his spot in the band with Howie Epstein. Howie brought a new vocal harmony that we didn't have in the band before. Our backup vocals became more melodic. With a new member, we wanted to take the band in a different direction. Hi. Thought about hiring Dave Stewart of the Eurythmics, Robbie Robertson of the band, and Jimmy Levine, who co-produced Damn the Torpedoes, that could take us where we wanted to be creatively. Instead, it just created more tension within the group. I got so frustrated one day, I punched a hole in the wall, breaking my left hand. Well, that's one way to relieve some tension, Andy Bernard. <laughs> I get that because I watch The Office. <laughs> well, I would never hit a wall if I ever got frustrated with any of you. That's good to hear. I would just punch you in the face. Not cool. You're only saying that because you know I would be hitting you, JL. It's true. The rest of us are probably safe. Luckily, my in injury happened while we were recording, and it didn't hurt the tour that followed. Our album, Southern Accents, came out and contained the hit song, don't come around here no more, which Chris poorly referenced earlier. <laughs> oh, I like that song. It was about Stevie Nicks. Yes, it was. I remember the music video. It was that Alice in Wonderland video where you were the Mad Hatter. At the end of the video, you and the rest of the band ate a cake version of Alice. That was the first music video I ever seen on MTV. I thought it was the coolest concept and always wanted to do something as creative as that someday. And now you get to as a podcast host. Living the dream. Actually... It's running down a dream. Touche. Well, we ended up going on tour with Bob Dylan right before we recorded another album. That album sparked a friendship between Tom and Bob. It also got us a spot opening up for the Grateful Dead. Bob Dylan and I became good friends after that tour. That friendship made us think about working together. Hold on. <laughs> I didn't understand any of that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get that either. It's when we willowies. Still don't understand you. It's it's like he's speaking to us, but I don't I don't get what he's trying to say. We started a band called the Traveling Wheelberries. Oh, now I understand. Why didn't he just say that? I need. If you say so, mumbles. We won't me me album. Okay, can somebody translate for me? Yeah, he said, we firmed Ben and made it all dumb. Oh, we made me 
No, we made a dump truck. We made him. We made you dim sum. Good. I like dim sum. Great. Now I want dim sum. Stop, both of you. Yeah. He said we made an album. Still want dim sum. They have some in the food court. Yes, score. So I made an album with Bob Dylan, George Harrison, Roy Harrison, and Jeff Lynne that went triple platinum and won a Grammy for Best Rock Performance. It was also the first time in years that I had done anything without the Heartbreakers. Yeah, after all those albums and tours, it was time to do something different. We were still Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, but we all needed to do some other projects on our own. I met a girl and we got married a few years later. Aw, that's so sweet. We got divorced. Never mind. I did some guitar work with Roy Orbison and Stevie Nicks. I thought she couldn't come around here no more. What well, Tom didn't know wouldn't hurt him. And I know I do. Bros before hoes. Sorry. It's all right. I went and made my first solo album. I called it Full Moon Fever, Laura. Great album. Yeah, it was free. Free falling. I wanted to do that. I would have, except Chris doesn't like when I do his thing. His thing? Yeah, my thing. The, the song lyric thing. Looks like it's my thing. I'm the captain now. That's really more of your thing, the, the movie quote deal. Well, she is your wife, so she gets half of your quotes anyway. Yeah. I don't understand any of that. But the album... I don't either. <laughs> you, well, see, in the divorce, you get half of his... his <laughs> I thought you didn't understand. Quotes. How, how are you explaining it to me if you didn't understand Because it? I got inside information. Oh, okay. Yeah, You're getting divorced? divorced? No, Tom Petty did, though. Oh. oh. But that album didn't have free falling on it. It is my first hit single without the rest of the heartbreakers. The album also had the hits Running Down a Dream and I Won't Back Down on it as well. Finally going solo after all these years and achieving that success he always wanted. I was already successful. I went back to do an album with the heartbreakers. Right after I was done touring in full support of Full Moon Fever. You mean after you did more music with the Traveling Wilburys? No, it was two albums. Actually, it was three albums that the Traveling Wilburys would put out. I didn't. I enjoy playing with all of you. I just enjoy playing with the Heartbreakers more. That's why I made an album with them before I did anything solo again. We made Into the Great Wide Open and released the title track as the first single of the, off the album. Johnny Depp was in the music video and the song became a hit. Did, um, did Johnny Depp look like Johnny Depp? Yes, why? What an odd question. No reason. I just got a Johnny Depp theory. He thinks Johnny Depp is an alien. I assure you, he is not an alien. That is just what an alien would want you to think. So, while all this was going on, I secretly worked out a deal with Warner Brothers. Records to leave MCA and put all those legal issues behind me. We put out a Greatest Hits album and moved on to Warner Brothers with new issues. It's just like when we finally joined the Podfix Network. How is it just like us joining the Podfix Network? Well, we came in with a new format and a new lineup. It was just like starting over. 
that was when I came on board and increased the amount of downloads we had because of my lovable personality and quick wit. I don't think that was when you came on the show. Yeah, it was. Actually, Sabrina, you came on after we joined the Podfix Network. Yeah, but I still brought in the ratings, and you can't take that away from me. We won't. Our greatest hit album would stay on the charts, the pint charts, for almost six years <laughs> and give us another hit song in Last Dance with Mary Jane. I love song titles with drug references in them. Me too. It wasn't my last dance with drugs, though. When did you do drugs? That doesn't seem like something you would do. No, but I was going through a divorce. I started using heroin to cope with the pain. I thought everything would be better once I got on a new record label, but the war at home proved to be too much for me to handle. Love stinks. Wrong band. I reference all bands. Noted. I released my second solo album as my first offering on the new label. Wildflowers spawned the hits. You don't know how it feels. And you wreck me, which is how I felt on the inside. That explains the drug use. It does. Think of it as being an empty fishbowl. You need to fill it with something. Anything. Even if it's tiny scraps of paper. Well, that sounds familiar. I saw that fishbowl over there too, Ben Mount. I was wondering where it came from. And why it was filled with paper. Oh, that's ours! It holds random facts and appears whenever we are learning about something or someone. Fishbowl facts. It should be filled with Tom Petty facts. Yeah. Let's hear some Tom Petty facts, then. Fishbowl fact number one. One of Petty's acting credits included voicing a character in the long-running animated series King of the Hill. He played Elroy Lucky Kleinschmidt over 20 times on the show. (laughs) Thanks for giving me the tough name. (laughs) You're better at the names. Fishbowl fact number two. Although his 1993 Greatest Hits album included Mary Jane's Last Dance as a rare bonus track, Petty was actually not a fan of having these on albums and balked at adding it to his own. There is no bonus track. It's the end of your record, he said to Radio Q. I didn't want it on the record unless it's supposed to be there. Fishbowl fact number three. Mike Campbell was working on a demo in 1984 for the song that eventually became The Boys of Summer. Campbell offered the song to Petty, who disliked the use of synthesizers, so the song went to Don Henley instead. Fishbowl fact number four. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers received a Hollywood Walk of Fame star in 1999. That was a long fact for you there, Laura. It was. Fishbowl fact number five. After joining the Heartbreakers to perform a couple of songs on Saturday Night Live in 1994, Dave Grohl received an offer from Petty to replace fire drummer Stan Lynch full-time. Grohl declined and ended up starting his own band, the Foo Fighters. Who? The Foo Fighters. Never heard of them. I know. (laughs) Fishbowl fact number six. On the morning of May 17th, 1987, just as Petty and his family were sitting down to breakfast, the family's Encino, California home went up in flames. Authorities determined it was the work of an arsonist, and Petty was deeply shaken after the event. Fishbowl fact number seven. Growing up in Florida, Petty saw the Confederate flag everywhere, and his band used it extensively in the marketing of their 1985 album, Southern Accents. However, he later changed his mind about supporting the flag. Fishbowl fact number eight. Petty appeared eight different times over the course of his career on Saturday Night Live. So glad you took all the long facts, Laura. Yes, you're (laughs) welcome. I will take care of those for you guys. 
That's an odd segment. But I think we should get back on track, though. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. It didn't stop us from making music and touring constantly. We were so busy and focused on the music that we didn't notice that Epstein had also started using heroin. I was getting clean. He started using. It was a trying period for us, and we ended up getting hurt at the end of it. Yeah, nothing good comes from drugs. It's true, and Howie unfortunately found that out the hard way. We got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2002, but it wasn't enough to help get Howie clean. We had our highest moment as a band, being acknowledged for our contributions to rock. Then we had our lowest moment as a band. We had to kick Howie out of the band for his drug use. We had hoped it would be a wake-up call and that he would realize that he needed to get clean. It didn't, though, and Howie died from a heroin overdose a year later. It was heartbreaking. No pun intended. He was such a fun and free individual that it was sad to see him lose his life being controlled by drugs. It was a sad time for us, but we still had to make music. Getting inducted into the Hall of Fame brought Ron Blair back to the group. We got to talking at the ceremony and brought him back in after Epstein was out. That must have been tough with everything that led up to him rejoining the band. It's not always easy bringing people back in after they've left before. I think there's always a thought that they might Canadian quit again at some point. Canadian quit? I've never heard that term before. Anyway, we had thought that as well. That's why we told him if he was going to come back, we wanted him to give it his all. He agreed and told us that he was in it for the long haul this time. He promised that he would not Canadian quit, as you say. With the original lineup all back together, we felt it was time to make some new music. We also had our 30th anniversary coming up, so an album seemed like a good way to commemorate that. 30 years with almost the same lineup is really impressive. You should be proud of that. Thank you. We thought it was impressive as well, and that's why we decided to make a documentary on the band. We did a new album, an anniversary tour, and made a documentary titled Running Down a Dream. I thought that was a song. It is. So, a four-minute song is a documentary on the band? No, it's a song and a documentary. That's what I said. It is a four-minute song. And it's also a four-hour documentary about the band. Do you people even know what you're talking about? We also got to play the Super Bowl halftime show in 2008. It was an amazing experience and a performance I'll never forget. Is it because you got to lip-sync and play unplugged instruments? Yes, and I didn't lip-sync. Sure you didn't. I didn't. I also thought it was time to get Medcratch back together. They were already in the Heartbreakers. Most of us were, yes, but not all of us. I got the rest of the guys back together, and we finally released our debut album more than 30 years later. Better late than ever. That's what we thought, and that's why we did it. Mudcrutch didn't stop the Heartbreakers from making a new music as well. We released Mojo in 2010 with a tour that lasted a few years after that. We released our final album in 2014. Hypnotic Eye came out and was our first album to ever reach number one on the charts, not the pie charts. It took us 13 albums, but we finally had a number one. Again, better late than never. Agreed. 
That would be our last album, and I'm happy that we could end on a high note. Last album. And it goes to number one. What a way to go out. Now that's an ending. But we're not done yet. You're not? No, I haven't died yet. I guess when you put it that way, we should let you finish your story. We toured after that for years. We did a 40th anniversary tour, and it ended with a show at the Hollywood Bowl. I would die a week later. That's crazy. I know. I was shocked when I heard of Tom Petty's death. Tom would go into cardiac arrest at his Malibu home, and he later died surrounded by us and his family. It was heartbreaking. None of us could believe he was gone. None of us saw it coming. A week prior, he was playing the Hollywood Bowl, and the next he was gone. He wasn't doing any drugs and was in decent health. I was dealing with knee issues and pneumonia and a fractured hip. So I was taking painkillers to continue touring. Tom ended up dying from a bad mixture of those painkillers causing his cardiac arrest. For as sad as we were to see Tom go, we realized that he ended up going his way. He played music until the end and performed like every night was his last. It was the way he wanted to be, and in the end, he just wouldn't back down. Sad but true. Tom's family ended up overseeing a box set that came out after his death. It was all his music, and it perfectly captured what Tom was. An American treasure. He was. That's what it was called, too. An American treasure was released in 2018 and featured 60 songs. Some of the songs were previously unreleased, while some were alternate versions of classic songs. It also had some live performances and outtakes. There were also home movies attached to it and concert footage from over the years as well. That's a pretty impressive box set. Well, that's about it. I think we told you everything there is to know about Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I hope you learned something along the way. We did. This was a a better tour than I thought it was going to be. We had 40 years of history. Did you not expect it to be interesting? I I did, but... After our our last tour, my expectations were really low. And I'm glad we exceeded expectations. Thank you for coming, and enjoy seeing the gators. Well, we will, and I can't wait to feed them. Sabrina, we've been over this. The other tickets were for a football game. Don't care. Let's go tailgate in the swamp. Great. I've never been to a gators game in the swamp. Their stadium always looks impressive on TV. Oh, no, Jail. I mean, we're going to a swamp. Let's get some beer and feed some gators oranges. I still have some meat in the beer cooler. And let's move it. I don't want to be feeding them in the dark, and daylight is a-wasting. Well, this should be interesting. I'm driving. Let's go. To the, let's go to what you guys have to say on social media about Tom Petty. On Facebook, Morgan says, "Wildflowers is perfection." I don't think I've ever heard all of Wildflowers. I've only heard the hits. You mean I've, the song "Wildflower"? 
I've picked wildflowers. There was another one too, wasn't there? I don't know. I'm allergic I, to wildflowers. Mm. You're allergic to everything. It's true. That is very true. It's very true. She's also allergic to allergies. Lizzie says he graduated from my high school. Rumor has it my junior year AP English teacher told him he'd never amount to anything. And that seems to be indicative of any celebrity story. I was told I was never amount to anything. And look. Me too. You were told that? And look I was, where I am now. I, I was told that I was going to be somebody someday. And look at me now. Now you're huge on the internet. Hey, star. wait a minute. <laughs> just because I've been indoors for the last three months and can eat whatever I want. That was the meanest thing you could have ever said to Serena. <laughs> that she's a huge internet star? No, you said that she's, <laughs> no your words were, now look at you, you're huge. An internet and star. And you paused. I paused yeah, to take a breath. No, yeah, you paused. It was a dramatic pause <laughs> so you could see which way he was going to take the yeah, joke. I was like. I you meant see? you were a big internet star. No, no. Your words were, and I'm never going to let you live them down. <laughs> Look at you now. You are huge. Huge. <laughs> That's all I heard. Huge. Luckily. Huge. <laughs> Luckily, as often as I've been proved wrong by this recording device, I will be proved right this time. <laughs> no, you won't, because there was a really long pause after huge. No. Yes. Uh, well, there won't be after I. I think you were shocked that he said it. All the way around me before he finished. No. <laughs> Sabrina's got a space station now around her. <laughs> we're orbiting. They're Sabrina. called snack stations, JL. You are an influencer now. Oh, I'm going to influence somebody to go and eat. <laughs> Look at that cake. Mm. <laughs> Cake. <laughs> We're having cake after. We're having cake? Ice cream cake. <gasps> yeah. Oh, I forgot. Russell says, here's a fun bit of trivia. Tom Petty is a common link between Tom Cruise and Jodie Foster. Both were in movies that had Petty had a Petty song played in the background during a car scene. Cruise and Jerry Maguire and Foster and Silence of the Lambs. Uh, okay. <laughs> what? Okay. So There's I, a link. He's a- saying is that... Jodie Foster and Tom Cruise. Are we sure it's a link and not just a coincidence? It's in, a coincidence. In their car <laughs> scenes, both were playing Tom Petty yeah. songs. So, so therefore, Jodie Foster wasn't in the car when the Tom Petty song was playing. It was the girl who got abducted by Buffalo Bill. Oh, look at that. You got schooled. Burn. <laughs> Sorry. Paul says, Morgan? there was that one song he did that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Me too. I remember that one. That was the one off of the Mug Crutch album. <laughs> I asked him if it was too sexy for his shirt. He said, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I love that song. I didn't even know Tom Petty That's sang right. that one. Yeah. Yep. Hey, too sexy for me. On shirt. his catwalk. <laughs> too sexy for me. Shirt. <laughs> Kiki says, he, over, he overcame severe abuse by his mother using music as his outlet. Against all odds, he overcame and gifted the world with his talent. I adore him and his music. So does Laura. That's why she's falling asleep doing this. <laughs> <laughs> She didn't know any Tom Petty songs, but yet when I turned them on today, she sang them all. <laughs> <laughs> That's my problem, because I never up. know who actually sings them, but I know the songs. Yeah, you don't even know the words. You change them every time. Accurate. No, There's... she doesn't change them. They change them on her, and that's thank not you. cool. Th- thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're someone welcome. Gets Tom Petty it. has such a distinct voice. You, that you know a Tom Petty song when it comes on the radio. Yeah. Well, I'm a huge Tom Petty fan. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> there'll be a bonus in your Christmas paycheck 
Wait a minute, we get a Christmas paycheck? Yeah, you got one every year since we started this. I have. What have you done with them? Obviously not cashed up. <laughs> I've invested mine. I've got a nice little 401k. Wesley says, love, love Tom Petty. Saw him in concert with ZZ Top a few years before he passed. My favorite song of all time is Mary Jane's Last Dance. I like that song, too. Isn't it Last Dance with Mary Jane? Yeah, that's what he wrote. I love how Petty <laughs> came along in the rock game a little after folk rock and Americana was dying down and was able to breathe new life into it and gain the respect of some of the biggest rockers of all time. That's, that's probably nice. my favorite Tom Petty song is Last Dance with Mary Jane. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I know it. Yeah, you do. You know it. But I don't know if I know it. You but know. you do. But I thought you were a huge Tom Petty fan. <laughs> no, I'm just huge. No. <laughs> and Tom into Tom Petty. 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 Yeah. Huge internet star. <laughs> She's huge. I'm huge. I'm big on the interwebs. <laughs> She's I'm got... bigger in real life. <laughs> she has her own broadband. <laughs> oh, that's getting edited out. <laughs> but that was my best joke this entire show and I wrote the script <laughs> accurate Susan said <laughs> but you wrote me in a grant <laughs> damn it Susan says he's brilliant that's it that's all Susan, Susan said on Twitter Bill Haggis Internet Random says the great Tom Petty I was actually surprised at how hard it hit me and mad at myself for never going to see him play live before he died. Supposedly he put on a good show. Never saw him in concert. Yeah. The, all the ones I've been to, he was one that I never saw. No. Were you interested in seeing him? I tried taking Tara on his last tour, and she looked at me and said, that's too expensive to go see him. And then he died. Uh, <laughs> Ouch. And all I said to her, because she loves Tom Petty. Yeah. And I said, I told you I would have bought the tickets. I didn't care. I was like, let's go. You know, I had that theory of, like, they're getting older. If you want to go see them, it's time to go. Right. Yeah. And then look what happened. So Now she regrets it. your fault. No, no, no. She's totally kicking herself in the ass right now and regrets it every time I bring it up. <laughs> so I hope, I can't wait till she listens to this show. How do you know what she's doing right now? Hi, Tara. I know these things. Ah. I drink and know things. <laughs> Lindsay Boylan says, man, I wish Tom Petty was out there in the world still making music. So many artists I wish we still had. And then like vintage him and Fred Durst. Yeah. <laughs> vintage rock and roll set, uh, lists the top ten Tom Petty songs according to them. One, The Waiting. Two, Running Down a Dream. Three, You Got Lucky. Four, Here Comes My Girl. Five, Learning to Fly. Six, American Girl. Seven, Free Falling. Eight, I Won't Back Down. Nine, Refugee. And ten, Into the Great Wide Open. Wasn't Learning to Fly by the Foo Fighters? That's what I was. Uh- I think that's Learn to Fly. Oh. Learn, learning to Fly. Oh, that's what they wrote. I don't I didn't know if Tom Petty also had a Learning to Fly song. He probably did. Yeah, he does. I'm learning to fly, but it ain't got wings. Yeah, he's got Tom Petty. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I would put Into the Great White open higher than 10. And Refugee also should probably be higher than 10. But that's their list, not mine. They put them both on 10? This goes to 11. Well, it was, it was 9 for Refugee and 10 into the Great Wide Open. And I would probably put I Won't Back Down like at number 10. Because that's basically all he says in the whole song. Yeah, that's why I love that song. It's the easiest song to learn all the words to. <laughs> I, I won't, won't back down. Back and down. I won't. 
Back down. Yeah, you just. I feel free falling is also up there with the easiest song. You know, that's actually one of my least favorite Tom free, Petty songs. Really? Yeah. Free I think because falling. when I first discovered Tom Petty, it was when that song was really big. So it's like the one that I heard the most. Mm. So you know, sometimes you just get burnt out on a song, and I think that's what happened with that one. Yeah. It's uh, it's almost out of his vocal range. That song. He it's he goes right to the edge of. Uh, of his range and just almost steps over the cliff on that one but it's a good song it's because he's free falling yeah he almost screamed <laughs> <laughs> what year right. does that come out well let's go to the phone 89. calls uh first phone call Was it that late? Thanks for being consistent, Bruder. <laughs> Bruder doesn't love us. Urgh, gravity beard. Mm, Bruder. Well, one thing I know that Bruder does love is JL's beer cooler, so let's revisit that. JL cooler, never run away, never run away. JL cooler, never run away, never run away. JL cooler. Perfect. All right, Jay, what is this again? It is from Cigar City Brewing, the greatest brewery in all of Florida. Their Paloma Goza. I don't know. I'm endorsed by Cigar City Brewing, so I'm contractually obligated to say how great they are. Yes. I think Funky Buddha is pretty awesome. They are number two. Well, you guys can have a beer off later. I'm going to start with this one. I... Do enjoy the taste. It did grow on me. I can't really rate it super high because I don't think you can drink a lot of it because of its sweet and tartness. I'm going to give it a middle of the road three out of six, but it's not because it's a bad beer. I I, I really like this beer, but it because of the taste itself, I don't think you can really drink a lot of it. But it's good. I, I'm, I'm pretty impressed because I don't think I've liked any other Goza we've ever had. Uh, there might have been one, but I think you're right that you haven't liked any of them. No, and this no, one, I thought I thought you liked the funky Buddha, the margarita goza. You margarita liked. goza, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was a specialty. You're not going to yeah. be able to get that again. So it's, I just wanted to point out that it was funky Buddha. It's yeah, 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 weird yeah. to say <laughs> that it's a middle of the road beer, but you should still go drink it. And that's what I'm going with, uh, Laura. Well, is your can empty? No. Um, the first couple sips definitely hit you with the grapefruit. And I, I don't know if it's because of the smell. And I am not a fan of grapefruit whatsoever. But there is also that tartiness. And I do like tart and sour things. I think I've liked most Gozas we've had. I'm going to give this one a four. Because um, like you said, it is it is a good beer. I just, I don't think I could like pound them back and drink a whole six pack. No, it's definitely one to to drink in between like maybe drinking something else. Yes, like my Kona Spikes Island Seltzer. (laughs) 
And you have an addiction. sponsored by Kona Seltzer. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Sabrina is sponsored by Unsweetened Tea, as is our wall, because that's what's piecing it together right now. <laughs> You're welcome. Speaking of Sabrina, huge internet star. <laughs> huge. Huge. What's your thoughts? I enjoyed it. Um, it's It reminds me of some other... Gozos. Uh, well, not necessarily just Gozers, but like... Goza, Gozer goes, the Gozerian? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't think of the type it is, but it's there's like a like a sour because it's got that tartness. I give it a four. It's, I think I could probably get to that point, but then I would start to get sick after four. Like it's just, it's a little too sweet and tart. Yeah. But I could easily get to four <laughs> and then not do well. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely a beer that you're not buying to, to pound a six-pack in one night. Mm-mm. That's how I buy all my beers. That's why you're always buying beer. Yeah. True story. Watch me drink my beer. <laughs> <laughs> beer Master, thoughts? I like it. It's good, but I have to agree, the tartness at the end does limit the amount that you can drink in one sitting. I think that is a defining factor in it. It's got a great flavor. It truly lives up to what it's saying. It is refreshingly tart. Uh, I like the grapefruit that you get in there, and then you get a little bit of the lime and salt at mm-hmm. the end. Uh, really good. I don't think I could drink six of them, so I have to give it a overall four, just like everybody else, because I can't see sitting and drinking he six gave it of a three. them. Yeah, I know, but I'm going majority <laughs> rules here. Uh, so I am going with Laura and Sabrina. That I think a four is probably the best ranking for it. Really good beer. Highly recommend it. But yeah, definitely not one that you can sit and drink six of. I think the fact that it doesn't finish grapefruit and it does finish more margarita makes it better. And I think that's the best part is that because it says like with a hint of lime and salt. Yes. And that's what you get at the end. Yes. So that really helps out. So it is brewed amazingly well and lives up to every detail in what you should be tasting in their description. Yeah, that was my what I was worried about when ranking it, I'm like, this is a really good beer, but it's not a beer that... You can't sit and drink six of them in one sitting. No, but it's definitely a beer that you should go out and purchase and and try. I would definitely get it again. I would drink it more often, but it's not like Highlight where I can sit and drink six of them. No problem. 16. I was trying to be good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Sabrina, where can you find us? You can find us on Facebook at the official Podcast 42 Facebook group page. Uh, you can find us on Spreaker and Spotify and iTunes and Google Play. Anywhere you can find a podcast, congratulations, you can find us. You don't have the sheet in front of you, do you? It's over there somewhere. I mean, chances are if they're listening now, they found us. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, now, now you, you know. know. Um, you can find us on our webpage, which is podcast42show.wordpress.com. It has a listing of all beer guides, all shows, and all the info that you need to know before listening. Or not. Uh, it's up to you. And you can email us at podcast 42 They better listen. Show. You don't even listen! That's not about me. She doesn't even read the script ahead <laughs> no, of time. That's, that's accurate. I'm writing a script and I haven't even read it. So, <laughs> <hey>. <laughs> Um, you can email us at podcast42show at gmail.com. Go ahead and send over those questions, comments, concerns, um, all of the above. And you can call in like Bruder does. Our phone number is 727-238-5887. All right. That's oh, it. we're part of the Podfix Network oh, yeah, as well. Can't forget Podfix. Well, we don't want to do that. Right. They would have been mad. Yeah. I don't know who's in charge of the Podfix Network, but they would have been <laughs> mad. <laughs> 
had. They would have. They would not send the residual checks. That's right. We're also a part of. We're also on Patreon as well, so you can jump over there um, and be one of our patrons. You, our artwork is by Cute Panda. You can find Cute Panda for commissions on Facebook, and our theme music is by Cremo. You can find more music on Cremo.net or on Facebook under. He Cremo. has three songs. He's got more than three count. songs. He has more than yeah. three songs, but I feel like I, whatever. <laughs> I feel like he's always plugging the same three songs whenever I see him. <laughs> I was gonna say he has at least five because he does the, the beer cooler and our. Oh, I was song. counting the beer yeah. cooler in that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give him four if we count the remix to the beer cooler. <laughs> he's always uh, talking about all the awards he wins overseas. So I wonder when the he beer does. cooler song will win an award. I hope it does. I want to go to that awards banquet. <laughs> yes. And I'm just going to stroll up and with my beer cooler. That'd be awesome. Can we make a, ma- a music video like that? Yes. <laughs> it's two and a half minutes of JL drinking. <laughs> Welcome to podcast 42. <laughs> yeah. He did put out a music video. It's very cringy. It was during the 80s. I'll have to show it to you. A lot of videos. No. No. I don't remember what song it was. We can't put it out in the 80s. That's underage drinking. We don't want to get him in trouble. (laughs) But it was... I was um, like five in the 80s. You guys were 10. It wasn't produced or written by him. And it was a very, like, a preppy, poppy, like... Song? Made made for radio (laughs) song. And Cremo is a gay artist. And at that time, gay didn't sell like it does now, and so he's surrounded by all these women, and he's got to act super straight. It's like a Duran Duran Girls on film. It's pretty funny, especially if you know him personally. Everybody has a cringeworthy video. Bon Jovi hates the first three music videos they ever made, but really, I just think he hates the lavender pants he wore in the Runaway video. <laughs> I was going to say, weren't most of their videos just concert videos? Yes. Um, off of the New Jersey album, yes. Oh, I thought they all were. no. Runaway had a theme. It was not good. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't make Bon Jovi play a gay man as a straight man. No, I don't think that they can really do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, join us next time. I am Christopher DeVos. I'm Sabrina Pierre. J.L. Trose. I'm Laura. Bye. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Catch you on the flippity flop. Gong. conversations or events are 100% accurate, as if you didn't figure that out already. Some things are changed or added, or even deleted for the sake of attempted comedy. All sources are never verified, and all information is subject to being slightly sketchy. In other words, we are just having some fun. Thank you for listening. This has been a transmission of the Podfix Network. For more about this show and other great Podfix programs, go to podfixnetwork.com.